to fan picked fanfics. Today we're in for a sad one that I have not personally finished reading up to where it is currently updated. So I'm not a hundred percent certain, but it makes me want to cry. <laughs> um it is titled Curse Timeline and it is a My Hero Academia fanfiction. Written by two authors, Random Misanthropy and Myostist. I can't. I can't even pronounce these names. I'm sorry. I I don't. I'm. I don't want to butcher your usernames. I know they have thought behind them. <laughs> Summary: The last thing Azuka Midoriya remembered was him jumping. His fist raised, eyes wide, punching one of the villains ready to strike and kicking a second one away. A third villain had raised a hand, something thick and dark enveloping him, and then... Then he was in the hospital. His body heavy, his throat dry, his lips chapped, and a doctor telling him he had been in a coma for almost a year after. After jumping from the roof of his middle school? Chapter 1 Izuku Midoriya This episode will have themes of suicide, explicit mentions of a person committing suicide, and the consequences related to that. If you do not think you are up to hearing about that, please feel free to turn off this episode find a different one. I have done many on more fluffy fan fictions than this. Please, please do not listen to this episode if you cannot handle these subjects. I will not be offended. The author will not be offended. Have a good day. And for those of you who stick around, enjoy reading. Chapter 1 Izuku Midoriya. Izuku groggily opened his eyes, the white ceiling of what appeared to be a hospital room, staring back at him in silence. Had he been hurt, he wondered, as he looked around him. The last thing he remembered was walking around with his classmates on a bright, sunny day and seeing a villain attack in progress. Four villains, all unknown, and Kumi Muids losing ground to them. Him being him, hadn't really thought about the consequences. He had jumped straight to the fight, his fists raised, eyes wide. He had punched one of the villains, ready to strike, and kicked a second one away before the dust had settled around them. But then, another villain had raised a hand. Something thick and dark enveloping him, and then... nothing. He wondered what the villain's quirk was just send him straight to the hospital, and whether his friends were okay. They had to be! Kachan, Ida-kun, and Todoroki-kun had been there. Together, there was very little they could not do. Because his body felt heavy, sluggish, sitting up on the bed seemed like such an effort, Izuku wasn't sure he might accomplish it at first. Also, he was alone. Usually Yagi-san, or his mom would be by his side if he was in the hospital. If he was back at the infirmary, recovery girl or Aizawa-sensei would be standing by his bedside, ready to chew him out. But the small room 
all in white with the open window and soft curtains gently swaying to the breeze, didn't seem to be Yue's infirmary, especially with the heavy machinery that seemed connected to his arm. Their gentle beeping and booping, the only sound in the mostly empty room. Empty, save for one of his older All Might action figures. A soft cloth doll he had carried around with him for most of his childhood. Its left arm a little burned, Kashanen wanting him to let go. The colors faded with age, but was currently resting by his pillow. Huh. He, he hadn't seen that doll since he hid most of his embarrassing merchandise before he moved into the dorms. Why? Izuku really wanted to push the hair that was falling into his eyes, but his arms were just so heavy. He wanted to call out to someone, but his mouth felt dry. His throat parched, his lips chapped. Where was he? The sudden clank of metal hitting the floor made him turn towards the door with a purple scarf woman in a nurse uniform staring at him in shock. A full tray of cleaning surprise spread around her feet. Oh my god, she gasped, not giving a second for Izuku to ask where he was before she was dashing out, screaming for the doctors. Was he really that hurt? What followed was a blur of doctors, all the medical quirks Izuku could imagine, exams and questions and lights he was supposed to follow with his eyes, with his hands. Were his hands too heavy? A quirk easily fixed that. Nurses asked him to rotate his shoulder over and over as they fed him suits of water. Was something wrong with his shoulder, he asked? He felt fine, really. The doctor stopped for a second, staring at him. Two of them left the room then, taking most of the nurses with them until only the nurse currently checking him on the shoulder and a plump older man sat by his bedside. His eyes crinkled, his smile nervous. As he spoke, Izuku could see his quirk in action. Something soothing, color-based, most likely. Something to prevent him from panicking? It had to be, since the moment the nurse chose to start pulling all the tubes from his arms and forcing his bed to pull him upright. What was the last thing he remembered? Well, he was walking after school. He wasn't sure in how much trouble he actually was, since he was using his quirk without a license, and he didn't really know how many of his classmates had decided to join the fight as well, so the less details he shared, the better. Where was his mom? Had everyone else been admitted? The doctor paused at his questions once more, his fingers reaching for Izuku's hand clenching and unclenching as he finally smoked. Assured him his mother was on her way and that she'd be so happy to see him he was sure she had been so worried, he told him. Well, yeah, his mom was always worried. It made Izuku lower his head a little. His arm. There were no scars on his arm. Not the scars he had grown so accustomed, at the least. Just little burn marks that had basically forgotten about over the years. The ones that his own use of one for all had covered over and over again. What had happened to his arm? Then the doctor started to speak once more. Nozuku felt his full spike despite the colorful, soothing quirk enveloping the room. You jumped from the roof of your school, son, he told him, his voice soft. Do you remember that? 
Izuku shook his head, his eyes wide, his breathing coming in short bursts. What? Him? Jump? The doctor continued, told him about how one of his teachers had found him after school. Laying in a heap on the yard, arm bent unnaturally and how the authorities had found his shoes, neatly placed on the rooftop. How they calculated he had jumped through the rooftop head first, but one of his sleeves had gotten caught in a hanging pipe and well, not enough to stop it fall. It had been enough to stop the momentum, basically saving his life but nearly ripping his arm out in the process. It must have been hard for you, the doctor soothed, his voice still soft, his hand warm against Izuku's. The authorities uncovered all the bullying, the harassment. Most of the staff at Aldera have been relieved of their positions. Izuku's thing holds and hards in the pick of his stomach. Bullying? Aldera? It had been so long since he had thought of his former middle school. It all seemed so far away from him. How much his life had changed in almost two years. A life away from him, it seemed. Yes, it had been hard, and yes, he might have thought nothing held a purpose anymore more than once, in fact. But to actually jump? Especially after he met Yagi-san. After he started training with Yagi-san. Suddenly, he wasn't so lonely after Yagi-san. The last few months he spent on Adelaide had been so different. The whispers were the same. The cold way some of the teachers spoke to him remained the same. Both Yagi-san's small, sad smile greeting him every day. It all seemed so inconsequential. Petty. He wouldn't jump. He didn't jump. He had never, ever thought of... You wanna be a hero so bad? I got a time-saving idea for you. He felt the air leave his lungs suddenly. The doctor called his name. The nurse placed a hand on his shoulder, his forehead, oh. He had forgotten about it after so long. If you think you'll have a quirk in your next life. He hadn't told anyone of that day. Because that day had been so intense to him to catch on. That such a pretty thing, petty thing, had been a huge pile of nothing compared to the excitement and really encompassing wonder that had followed. Go take a swan dive off the roof. But he did. He remembered now. He remembered walking towards the yard to look for his scorched notebook. He remembered passing the stairs that would take him to the roof and just staring at them a moment too long. He remembered knowing most of the teachers were in the office by then, and most, if not all, the students were long gone. He remembered placing a foot on the first step, then the second, then the third. He remembered his phone beeping inside his pocket, signaling an incoming text, the vibration giving him pause. Mom. Itcha. We're out of that con. Could you please stop by the store to get some for dinner? Thanks, baby. I love you. The hospital doors burst open. His mother's voice broke the stillness of the room. Her skinny arms. She was so skinny. Why was she so skinny? Wrapping around him in seconds, cradling him against her chest, forehead pressed and against her bony collarbone. Her tears soaking his hair as her fingers, trembling fingers, trembling arms, trembling body, caressed every single inch of him that they could find. Her lips kissed his forehead in between choked sobs of absolute desperation. Zuku, my baby, Zuku, she sobbed between gasps of breath. My baby. He had forgotten. At the time, he was going to jump, but his mother had stopped him. 
had given him enough time to pause and think of all the consequences. He couldn't jump. He decided right then and there Kachan's career would be over before it even started, he had thought idly. His mother was waiting for him at home. She would be devastated. He couldn't do that to them. He had not jumped that day. He had not jumped that day because his mom had wanted Daikon. Mom, he whispered back. His own arms, his own unscarred arms were so skinny compared to the muscles he and Yaki-san had managed to build. Wrapped around her back, Izuku breathed into her shirt into that familiar smell of flowers and summer that seemed to cling to her, her warmth. Mom. He didn't know why everyone kept telling him he had jumped. He had not. Chapter 2 Katsuki Bakugo The last year had been different for Bakugo Katsuki. Every piece of knowledge, every type, he held certainty that had helped him feel safe and secure at night that had led his steps toward his own shining future just disappeared. No, they hadn't disappeared. He had torn them apart with his own bare hands, with his poisonous tongue sharpened by years of experience and the, by the blind certainty that had placed him above the crowds around him. He had done it. He destroyed his own world. His eye drifted aimlessly towards his torn calendar, all might smiling face scratched off by a pen, curled on tense fingers each and every single day, crossed off as they passed, 365 days, all one after another, 365 days since the night his mom had dashed them their home with a choked sob whisper to his dad that she needed to go, abandoning their dinner table, 364 days since the moment he set foot back on the school, only to be followed by the frightened whisper and confusion at every turn, her teachers to eye him with eyes full of doubt as they dictated their classes a somber tone to their voices that seemed so alien and muted compared to their laughter the day before. Katsuki paid them all half-mind them, unsure, because everyone seemed to be ignoring the giant hole in their class dynamic. The gaping, silent emptiness at the back where Deku usually sat quiet and meek, but usually there. Except he wasn't there that day. Or the next day. Or the next. And his mom phoned his dad every night while Katsuki pretended not to listen as she told him over and over that she was needed elsewhere. And his dad reassured her that it was okay. That of course she needed her before he's dolphing into his almost breath-like sobs. And Katsuki had been pissed because everyone around him seemed to share this huge secret and no one was willing to share it with him. What the fuck? It was until the end of the week as Katsuki was readying himself to go home from school that his homeroom teacher finally approached him, eyes guarded, voice that same muted, somber, heavy tone of the last few days that told him the principal needed to talk to him. Katsuki hadn't known honestly what it was about. Had something happened to his family? Were they ready to share that important secret of theirs with him? How naive he had been. Naive, stupid, stupid. Stupid, he thought to himself as he sat before the principal and his teachers, and they finally revealed to him what had happened. The empty desk a few rows behind him, the somber silence that seemed to have wrapped itself around Katsuki's world. His mom's emergency, his dad's sobs. Deku jumped? No, there had to be a mistake. Deku wouldn't jump. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. 
because if Deku were to jump, it would be the same day his mom dashed from their home. It would be the very same day Katsuki told him to. The principal must have noticed the panic slowly seeping into his eyes because he laid a gentle hand on the top of his for a moment. Others say that Midoriya-kun and yourself had an altercation that day, he whispers, throat bobbing as he swallowed. Katsuki barely heard him over the roaring of his thoughts in a circular pattern. Deku didn't. Deku couldn't. We know Midoriya and yourself didn't have the best of relationships, the teacher added, staring at something over Katsuki's shoulder, unable to meet his eyes. No, they were friends once. They had been best of friends at one point in their lives. And then Katsuki turned his back on one hand... The one he had sworn to protect with his whole life, and he had all but punished him, pushed him down, down, down. And we know that sometimes teenagers can't control their own passions, the principal continued, shaking his head, especially when emotions run high. Passions? What the fuck were they talking about? Midori was a troubled young man, the teacher started, his lips pursed, his shoulders squared. What? And you have a bright future ahead of you, Bakugo-kun, the principal said, slowly shuffling papers on his desk. I don't think it would be fair for your future to be ruined because of something you had no control over. What? Katsuki had stared at them for a moment, too, maybe more. Eyes wide, lips parted. Were they seriously saying? Don't worry, Bakugo-kun, the principal had assured him with a small smile on his lips. We will work together to put this incident behind us. The school will support you. The incident? An incident. Deku's life was nothing but an incident to them? One of their students had jumped from the roof, and they were trying to reassure the one who had basically sent him to his death that they would protect his future? What the fuck was wrong with them? Were they actually saying that Katsuki's potential future is more important than Deku's life? Why? Something cold and heavy settled and inside his veins, forcing a gilled drop sweat to travel down his back. Who was he kidding? He knew the answer. He had been repeating it over and over for the last ten years. Because Deku was quirkless, he wasn't. Because the world in which Katsuki was set to flourish held no place in the ranks for someone like Deku. It was a way he had always been in. Fuck, it was one reason Katsuki himself had turned it back on his one and only best friend. A certain fact, like the sky was blue and the sun was bright, and yet sitting there before his homeroom teacher and his smiling principal, that cold, heavy thing that had sneaked into his blood grew colder, almost frigid, and the air in his lungs was not enough, and his hands felt clammy, and he was pushing his chair back before he could even realize what he was doing, and the sound of an explosion echoing inside the office made no dent in his panic as he ran. He ran as hard as he could, his feet carried him, eyes blurry, knees protesting the strain until he was collapsing against his bedroom door, and his fingers refused to obey him, and he needed air, he needed to breathe, and he just couldn't. Katsuki, his dad said suddenly by his side, hands on his shoulders. Son, what is happening? Katsuki stared at his father, shock, wide eyes and lips curling into a snarl. How could he ask him? His dad knew what was wrong, had known since the very beginning, and he hadn't told him. De Deku jumped, he asked, finally watching as his dad's eyes widened and his whole body growing tense and defeated in a combination of what should have been impossible. Oh, son. And Katsuki didn't need more. Is he? He swallowed. Why was it so hard to breathe? Is he dead? Marsu took a deep breath in and slowly, oh so slowly, why was he going so slow? Shook his head. His fingers tightened softly against Katsuki's shirt. It was worse. It was so much worse. Deku wasn't dead. He was asleep. 
He was broken and still and sleeping, and the doctors didn't really know if he would ever wake up. Katsuki's dad had seen something in Katsuki's face because he was suddenly enveloped in his dad's soft arms, and his face was pushed into his dad's cardigan. His smell and his warmth surrounding him, and Katsuki wasn't sure if he had cried at that moment against his dad's chest, but after a few hours, he found himself able to breathe again. The following day, he had gone back to school. He hadn't wanted to go back, but now he could see the quiet sorrow on his dad's eyes and his mom. He now knew it was with auntie in the hospital, and the thought of causing them both more worry if he suddenly decided to skip school made him feel ill and honestly expected some retaliation for pulling up the principal's desk. But life had resumed as if nothing had happened. No mention of his outburst. No mention of Deku. The following days even seemed to solidify his suspicions as his classmates ever so slowly lost their resistance and began to smile and interact with him again, praising his accomplishments, laughing at his comments. Had it been two weeks before, the world around him would have been comforting, familiar and cozy, small, carefreeness, but now, now he knew, he saw. He saw how everyone quickly acted to hide the gaping black hole like the open wound that Deku's absence had left in their classroom, how their laughter became louder, their cheers quicker as if they needed to bury any reminder that Deku had ever been there before, their forced to face the reality Katsuki had found head-on. Cowards. The lot of them. That wasn't the entirety of chapter two, but I want to leave chapter two and chapter three for you guys to read. This fic is amazing and gorgeously written. I'm so excited to see it continue and where it goes. I'm, I'm thinking that it's likely that Deku was sent to this universe using that person's quirk. And part of me hopes he goes back, but a part of me wants him to manage to become All Might's successor in this world too. Or become a hero in his own right, quirkless. Please go read this fanfiction and give the author some love. They really deserve it. It's amazing. You can find me on TikTok as Art. You can find me on Twitter and YouTube as Arts, And you can find me on Instagram as Erin. I hope you all have a fantastic day. And enjoy reading this gorgeous fanfic. Mm-hmm.